still got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bluff Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Gabriel and I am joined as ever by my good friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom. Tom, Premiership Rugby is back and it seemed like some of the teams were were still on the beach with some topsy-turvy results at the weekend. Um, (laughs) Bath lost but remain top um, of all the West Country sides. So I guess that was one positive for, from the weekend. How are you, mate? It's great to see you and it's great to have Premiership Rugby back. Very good, mate. Yeah. Um, Premiership Rugby back, as you say. It was great to, um, great to watch that first weekend back, as it always is. Lots of kind of excitement, lots of, lots of discussion. Um, and, you know, consistent as ever. Bath lose uh, the first, first game of the season for the fourth season running now, G. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, it was certainly not without excitement. Yeah, and I think, you know, previous years we've been at the centre of attention in, 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 in almost the first game kicked off when, we, when we've lost to Bristol. They tucked us away at five o'clock on, on Saturday afternoon, not even on the telly, uh, but still the same result as you say, um, Tom. What was your kind of, when you, when you finished that game then, as we kind of move into it, what was your big overall takeaway from, from the defeat 2019 at the AJ Bell to sale? Yeah, I think it was it was it was mixed. Um, you know, I, as I said last week, I think to a degree we're going to have to give this team a little bit of time. You know, it was a young side that that we fielded. Um, Danny Cipriani, obviously in the in the ten shirt, trying to um, you know bring this new style of play with with David Williams, and I don't think that's going to happen over overnight. You know, I, I do think we saw glimpses mm-hmm. of that of that new style. Um, and I think, you know, some individuals in particular stepped up and, and you know, showed that they're going to be real, um, you, know, you know, really important players for us this season. Miles Reed, Will Muir, Max Ajomo in the centre, um, Jean Schumann as well, who had, who had a great game. And, you know, ultimately from 17 points to nil down, it was a really good comeback. Um, but there are still kind of some old themes, you know, that, that played out during the game. Um, ill-discipline not playing in the right areas of the, of the field at time and ultimately letting the scoreboard get, get away from us. So mixed. Um, and I think if we'd have, we'd have scraped that win right at the NG, we probably could have, would, you know, we probably would have been counting our lucky stars a bit because Sale coughed up mm. umpteen opportunities, um, particularly in that second half to put us to bed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we were discussing before the podcast, Tom, if we could try and keep them, keep them a little bit tighter maybe this season and maybe keep them under 30 minutes. And when I ask for your, for your overall takeaways, you, you kind of give us all that beautiful information. And that may be why we, we slide over. But uh, yeah, Mate, that, that's, we can finish there if you want, because that's the extent <laughs> of my notes. Um, that's it. Laptop shut. Freestyling <laughs> from now on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, I think... There were certainly some positives to take from it, um, but I think ultimately we lost. 
uh, and we lost. And, and Sale, you're right, in the second half in particular, could have put us to bed and, and they will probably feel like they, they deserve the victory. And, and I think that was probably the right result on the day. We're going to get into that game in, believe it or not, even more detail on this podcast. We're going to introduce a new segment to the podcast, our first real segment, I think. Um, and Tom's come up with an incredible name for it. So, so look forward to that. We're also going to touch on a couple of bits of news for Bath signing an England squad to talk about and also then look ahead to the first home game of the season. I'm sure loads of you are really looking forward to being back at the rec with a full crowd. So we're going to look ahead to that game and in particular discuss the injury news that came out of the first weekend and how that might affect squad selection uh, and ultimately the result uh, when we do play Newcastle Falcons on Saturday at the rec. Tom, let's get into the game, though, uh, and maybe start by looking at the first half and, and obviously, therefore, or we'll actually start maybe even before the game uh, and with the first team selection of the season. What did you make of that selection that, that Hooper made? We're not, we're not even at the game yet and we're already, <laughs> we're already five minutes in. The, the clock's ticking. Uh, no, it was, yeah, we, we should talk about the, the, the first selection um, of, of the season. I think there were some, there were three interesting calls G um, in the 23 that, that I'd, 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 pr- I'd probably flag. The first one being that Josh Bayliss was preferred over Jaco Kutsia in the number eight shirt. Um, the second was Max Ajoma preferred at 12 to, to Max Clark. And the third, uh, maybe not such a headline, um, but something that I was interested and pleased to see was that Tom Ellis was fielded as the replacement lock on the bench um, and he came on to replace Mike Williams. So, um, yeah, clearly Stuart Hooper and Neil Hatley were tuning in um, for our pre-season podcast last week. But, you know, those were the three the three kind of, you know, selections that made me raise my eyebrows slightly. Um, other than that, I thought it was, a you know, a, a pretty solid but but predictable predictable team given the injuries we've got. Yeah, I was extremely pleased to see Joma starting at 12. You know, it's gonna. We said it was had to be a, a more inexperienced guy with the losses of Redpath and Matavesi, but yeah, I, I think he's got a huge future in that position, and and yeah, so exciting to see how how he can develop over the season. I think we're going to see more of him to come, hopefully on Saturday. But let's get into the game, as I say, Tom, and and you know, we found ourselves seventeen nil down in that first half. Uh, and I just think no territory for, for, for Bath and, and couldn't kind of get out of our own way in a way. Uh, and I think Sale threatened to score points throughout that first half. And, and, and even though it was not until the 22nd minute that they did score their first penalty, they ended obviously, as I say, 17-3 up, 17-0 up just before half time. What do you think was the real issue that, that we faced in, in not being able to get out of our, our, our own half? And, and why were we, you know, so, why do we struggle so much, do you think? Yeah, territory was, is, is, is a key word for that first half. And it's definitely something that they will have, will have been discussing, you know, this week as they, as they look at the game. We have 30% territory in that first half. But that in itself, that's really a symptom of, of the problem, which was ill-discipline. Hmm. Um, you know, three or four penalties at the scrum in, in that first half. Johannes Jonker um, was, was struggling on the, on the tight head side um, against Wilgriff, Wilgriff John in the, in the scrum. Um, penalties at the breakdown as well, so a little bit of over-eagerness, um, trying to, to, to get those turnovers as well. Um, and just a little lack of, of game awareness 
Um, and to be honest, a little bit of rustiness by, by both sides um, in, in that first half. And particularly in that first 20 or 25 minutes or so, you know, it, it kind of reminded me of, of you know, two boxers um, at the start of a fight when they're kind of feeling each other out, trying to get some, trying to get kind of into the, into the contest. Um, but ultimately, there's no accuracy. There's a bit of kind of ring rust. And as you rightly point out, I think Sale were also rusty. Um, they missed a couple of very, very, uh, you know, very, very takeable opportunities in that first half and overthrown line out. And then they, they spilt the ball in kind of a pick and, pick and go kind of game. So they could have been, could have been further ahead. Um, but as you say, they, they eventually found the, the ammunition to get over the line a couple of times in, in that first half. Um, and despite some, some endeavour from us and some, um, you know, some, some, some attacking flair at times, particularly in the, in the wide channels and with, off, with offloading, we didn't really look like look like scoring on too many occasions in that first forty. Well, yeah, eight penalties in in twenty six minutes. You, you know, you, you're not going to have any territory uh, in the opposition half if, if you concede eight penalties in twenty six minutes. And the line out was was a little bit rusty as well. We we missed a couple of line outs. There was a couple of overthrows as well. And yeah, the scrum was. They're not. They're not overthrows. They're not overthrows. You remember when Tom Dunn is throwing in? It's a, it's a miss lift. Yeah, it's also a missed haircut from Tom Dunn. One, <laughs> he's missing the top of his barnet as well. It, Man, I, think, I think it's a charity thing, mate. So you've embarrassed yourself a bit there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's still absolutely terrible. But, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was really sloppy. And and I think there was almost an eager, an over eagerness to play. I think, I think, it, you know, looking back at last season's stats. We we had the to- we had the ball for the least amount of time of any team in the Premiership, mm. and I think there was a real concerted effort to keep the ball a little bit more, and we were playing a little bit deeper and a little bit wider earlier. You know, throughout the game, we only kicked away thirty seven percent of possession, which which is at, you know it seemed high, but it's actually quite low. And and Sale were, were up to more towards the fifty percent mark, and I think last year we were much higher in that statistic. So I think there was that effort to to try and run the ball a little bit more. It was obviously a beautiful day. I think that you know with Cipriani, we could see that they were you know, it wasn't working, but we could see what they were trying to do. And I think that combined with the the ill discipline and and the, and the issues that we were having. In the um, in the set piece, just meant we, we we just couldn't get out of our own half, and and yeah, we, we did look poor. I thought in that first half, and I think you know we did turn it around, but but it was quite concerning watching it, thinking this continues to go and sail. Maybe put a couple of these chances away in the second half. It, it could get a little bit ugly. Yeah, and I, I think it I think it could have got ugly. G. I mean. Um, you know, the, clearly the, one of the, the big moments in the first half um, and potentially, you know, in the match and, and in the, you know, in um, a little bit kind of when you, when you look ahead in the context of our season as well. So big moment on, on 20 minutes um, when Ben Spencer pulled up with, with a left hamstring injury um, and he, he went off. And, you know, it's at that point where you think, you know, the game here could start to, to get away from us if Sale can start to take those opportunities. And, you know, maybe we'll come on to the, the second half comeback, which I think was impressive. But given you're the, you're, the, you're the president of the Ben Spencer Appreciation Society, maybe I'll, maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just ask you, you know, how big a loss do you think the, you know, the Ben Spencer injury could be? Clearly, we don't know how long it will be, but, but you know, how, how big a loss do you potentially think that, that could be 
um, for for our season and particularly over the next few weeks. Yeah, huge, a- absolutely huge. Uh, you know, I think o- over the course of you know the, the next few weeks, that will have a material impact on on some of our results. I think with Spencer, I obviously don't know what the results are going to be, but with Spencer, we've seen how influential he is. At times, he is the difference between us winning and losing. And, and if it is, you know one to two months which I think is kind of the, the the prognosis at the moment that is huge and and we we've got a real difficult start to the season and and we could be behind the eight ball by the time by the time he comes back and I actually think Ollie Fox acquitted himself pretty well he, he didn't yeah, have as big an influence on the game as, as Ben Spencer but I thought he did well I thought actually the the almost the, the bigger Drop off in, in in scrum half and almost a bigger scrum half injury that had a, that, that happened in the game and had a bigger impact on the game was was Sale losing Rafi Quirk um, thirty seven minutes I think I mean, he was electric in that first half but played absolutely yeah. fantastically was a constant threat in and around the breakdown quick ball lovely kicking uh, and losing him and replacing him with Will Cliff I thought had a massive impact on 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 Sale and and, and helped us come back in in the second half but yeah Spencer missing is huge uh, and, and as I was having a sort of chat with a couple of fans on, on Twitter earlier and as Tom Scriven pointed out I just hope we don't and I think we will live to regret not giving Fox and or Green game time last season when, it, it, when we were just playing Chudley in the place of Spencer or off the bench and when he when we knew he was moving to Worcester and I was saying at the time, this is criminal from Hooper. And I think that's going to come back to, to regret him. I think he was talking in his, in, in his press briefing today that he may even be looking to the market for, for another scrum half. And that, that's just crazy to me. You know, it's not as though we can solely rely on Ben Spencer. There was, all, there was always the possibility that he would be moving to England anyway. He's not in the training squad, but, but Hooper certainly couldn't rule that out. So the fact that we've now lost him and he's already panicking in that area... I think is remarkable. I do think that, that that we will come to regret not blooding Green or Fox. I don't really mind who. I probably prefer Green, but but Fox looks to be a little bit more of a stable option. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a huge mistake and, and will cost us. Yeah, and I think it it kind of highlights as well some of the the points and concerns that we were raising in in in, in last week's podcast. I mean, the first is um, you know the 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 drop off between our our top. Um, you know our, our big guns and between our, our number twos and not just in terms of quality but in terms of experience you know Ben Spencer's obviously vastly experienced has won multiple league titles and like you say the the, the impact of, of selection decisions made in the past means that Ollie Fox um, that was just his fourth appearance yeah. in the Gallagher Premiership at the age of at the age of only 22 as well um, and Max Green has only played 14 games 14 league games in his um, in his time at, at Bath and obviously, you know, was on on loan, as we know, last season. Um, and the third scrum half, which is, who is Tom Carr-Smith, he's, he's yet to make, make, make his debut and is, is part of the England under-20. So it's, it's that, it's that, it's that drop-off from, um, from, our, from our top man to our, our replacements. But it also highlights how fragile the squad is to key injuries, which is another point we made last season. And I think Hooper, you know, looking straight to the, to the market just so that we can fulfill our our two scrum halves per you know per per squad. I think that just highlights that we are 
we're, yeah. we're 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 so susceptible to these these key injuries, and I just really really hope that it's that Ben Spencer can get get back fit very soon. Mm. Yeah, so seventeen three down at half time, no territory, ill discipline, scrum faltering. You know, almost no positives. I feel like from from that first half, Tom. Why do you think it turned around in the second half, and why were we able to establish at one point with five minutes to go an eighteen seventeen lead? Well, I didn't think I was going to say this um, when you know I, I never thought I'd probably say this, and it's a guy that we we don't talk about too often. Um, but the first thing I would say is that the impact of Joran Schumann off the bench in the loose head prop shirt mm. clearly there were you know there were more fundamental issues, but I think the impact that he had kind of just changed the direction of 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 the game a bit. Um, and I know it's a word you hope, hate, G, but it, it, it gave us a little bit of momentum um, and it, it kind of started to swing that in our in our favour a bit. So Joran Schumann came on um, and he he made a break almost immediately, which is again something I didn't think I'd I'd be saying. Um, offloaded to Miles Reed, um, who who nearly scored. Joran Schumann then then came back up and, and managed to kind of crawl over nose in the dirt for for, for Bath's try. And then he goes and wins two scrum penalties um, in, in, the, in the following 10 minutes. And as I say, we got back on side with the referee as scrum time started to, to win penalties and, and, and play in the right areas a little bit more. Um, and it just felt like the tide was, was turning um, a little bit. So yeah, I think massive props to him, to pardon the pun. He, he made a, he made a yeah, big impact when, when, when he came on. He really did. Uh, yeah, I think we described him once as lemon and herb Nando's flavour. He's kind of a bit bland and, and, and not a huge amount to him. But that certainly, that certainly wasn't the case on Saturday. Yeah, he, he was absolutely huge in, in turning around the scrum in particular. You know, for one reason or another, Ben Urbano was, was on the wrong side of Christoph Ridley. And him coming on, and I think we won the first penalty, second penalty and the fourth penalty um, uh, conceded one in between that, that he was on. And, and yeah, that's obviously huge um, territorial shifts in the game and allowed us to, to begin to play in the right areas. And I think our, our discipline turned around hugely in, in, in the first half, uh, from the first half into the second half. And I, I think that, I don't know, adaptability or that, 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 that change is, 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 is hugely refreshing because usually it works out the other way. Um, but I will say, I think we were helped hugely in the second half by, by, by sale and by sales errors. I mentioned losing Rafi Quirk. They also lost Tom Curry um, or Ben Curry. One ben, ben. Ben Curry at the start of the, you know, earlier in the first half. So, so losing two of their key men, I think was huge. And, and, you know, not to forget, they did drop the ball over the line twice. I think it mm. was the, the big lock forward, got a bit of white line fever. He knocked it on. And then the, 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 the big 10, uh, he, pray, also, yeah. he also dropped it over the line in, in the corner. So, and he missed a kick in front of the stick. So, so if all of those things go their way, we're probably looking at a very different result. But I was I was impressed with the way that the young team, Tom, just stuck at it and they, they stuck in that game uh, and, and 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 they really defended well at times. They were back to the wall on occasion and they did well. And and I think that was that was that was impressive. And I think losing Cipriani on forty nine minutes, I think it was, you know, losing both those halfbacks and, and still being able to yeah to, to, to get to a point when when you know arguably we should have snatched that game. I, I I'm impressed with even though the, the game ended 
disappointingly. Yeah, I was when Cipriani um, came off for his his HIA um, at that at that same point. I don't know if you noticed um, Simon Hammersley was due to come back on from from his sim bin, um, which incidentally was an absolutely shocking professional foul, and that could have resulted in mm. in and probably should have should have and would have next phase resulted in a in a try for Bath in that first half. But yeah, when when he was due to come back on, he didn't. And um, Van Rensburg came into the centre and Sam, with Sam James dropping back. Um, and so what it meant was that you had Van Rensburg, Tuolangi in the centres with Dupree, a massive fly half um, for, for sale. And our 9-10-12 was Ollie Fox, Orlando Bailey and Max Ajomo. So incredibly inexperienced guys. And these sale guys were flying out of the line. Orlando, Orlando Bailey got smashed early doors. Um, so, you know, although we... Although Sale could have put us to bed, and and probably will will kind of rue some of those chances. Ultimately, they didn't, and I I I think we showed really good character to to fight our way back into that game, and it it just showed that you can really make up a deficit in this league. You just have to get over the line, just get get one try, and then just get on the right side of the referee, get that discipline spot spot on, and kick your goals. And almost out of nowhere, to be honest. We were we were seventeen three to eighteen seventeen, and it, it didn't really feel like, to be honest, all that much had changed. Other than, as I say, we just sorted out our our discipline and got the you know started the scrum started to go in our favour as well. I think that's the, the general feeling amongst Bath fans. Just just looking at some of the, the the people that have got in touch with us on social media. Please do follow us at Bath Rugby Plug on on Twitter. But Andy T says on balance, very much glass half full and hopeful for the season. In my opinion, that kind of game would have got away from us in seasons. Uh, gone by. I think James Newbury also says, great to see us winning the second half. Uh, and Tom Scriven says, incredibly proud to see the young lads yeah. win the second half. A losing bonus point at sale isn't something a lot of teams get. Um, and I think I think that's about right. I think I think that's a fair evaluation of the game. But I also think that, that we've mentioned that the opportunities that sale blue um, and therefore Saturday against Newcastle becomes a huge litmus test for these this team. Because, yeah, OK, we, we lost, but we showed fight. We can't afford to do that on, on Saturday. Saturday's a, a game and we'll come on to it in more detail. But Saturday's yeah. a game when we've got to prove that, that we have improved from last season and that there is something going um, for this team. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, and I think- Sorry, Tom. I just—I well, I, I guess I just don't know if I necessarily learn much about the the Bath team from 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 Saturday. I kind of still feel like I'm not quite sure where we'll go this season, um, and I think there'll be kind of more. We'll get more of an idea of where we are uh, after the, this weekend. Yeah, and I think I think that's that's always the case. First game of the season, mm-hmm. you know, when you've only played one, you know, one team, one set of opposition there's no way of really telling if it's you playing badly or poorly or them playing badly or poorly because yeah. you, you don't have any, anything, you know, anything else to, 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 to base it on. So yeah, I think sale will be disappointed that the game was close, but ultimately, you know, there were, there were opportunities that, that we failed to take in, in, in both halves. And when, when it comes down to it, we were one kick away from, from, from winning the game away against a top four finisher last season. So, you know, often when we, 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 we perform well, but we perform poorly, but get the results. 
people criticize the performance when I think we perform a little bit little bit better and we don't get the result people you know people kind of turn against the the, the result so I I I'm I'm glass half full um and I as I, as I as I tend to be um but yeah I think we will we will and we'll need to get sharper as 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 games go on just just before maybe we we move on I've sort of couple of couple of questions for you g hmm. um and me i haven't looked at social media but i'm, I'm sure it's a, a talking point so we lost danny cipriani on on um on 50 minutes um i'll throw one stat to you so in the first half he had to make eight tackles um he didn't carry the ball once and he only made 10 passes in that half so not the sort of ratios i think he signed up for um and maybe his contract will be void if that sort of stuff continues um, but did he not get the opportunity, or as some people are probably saying, did he actually look a little bit a little bit rusty at Premiership level? What was your assessment of Sips's first run out for Bath? Yeah, just didn't get the opportunity. I think you know to only be able to pass the ball ten times means that you, you obviously, and if you're not running once, you're obviously you're only getting the ball ten times and or, or kicking it away the rest of them. I think. You know, he only played those first 50 minutes and it was in those 50 minutes where we gave away so many penalties and we were playing the majority of the time in, 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 our, in our own half. And I was actually relatively impressed with the way he stood up to, to, to tackling Manu Tuolangi. I'm not sure that that was... I think that must have been an area that, that Sale were um, looking to exploit. And I, and I don't think that really happened. So I was impressed with that. Uh, and kind of like with a lot of things, I, th- I, I think if he plays on, on Saturday, we'll get a much better idea um, about where he can, he can kind of take this attack, Tom. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of TBC on, on, on Cipriani. Yeah, I think, that's, I, think, I think that's kind of where I am. Anything else to say on this game? Uh, I just think the last thing I would say is, is Jakob Kutsia. I thought he came on and I think he made nine carries in, in 20 minutes uh, and he, he busted quite he, a couple of, uh, you know, tackle busts and I was impressed with him and I would probably like to see him start against Newcastle. I think it's a slightly better balanced back row, but I would say he did look slightly unfit towards the end of that 20 minute spell. And so, you know, I'm not sure whether that they, they're not sure that he, he could last a full game at premiership pace yet. Um, so yeah, I was impressed with his carrying, but there was a kick chase in particular. I was watching him on towards the end of the game. Um, and I'm not sure whether he was sweeping in the Ben Spencer role, but he certainly wasn't flying up towards the, the kick chase. So yeah, I, I think we'll see more of Kutsir as the season goes on, but I was impressed with some of his, in some of his carrying. Yeah, the, yeah, I I think so. I mean, you know, it could be that he came on for the last twenty minutes and really wanted to go all out one hundred percent in everything he was doing, um, and and you know, just it, 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 his lungs caught up with him a bit. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him. I'd certainly like to see him get him get him get uh, some starts. I think, um, and, and you know, fit into that Zach Mercer kind of carrying role. Yeah. Um, that, that 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 we're hoping that he'll he'll do. Last thing for me on this game, um, I said we're one kick from victory. Um, and it would have been a strange victory for sure. But I just think that we should give credit to Orlando Bailey for stepping up, taking it, taking um, it upon himself to try and be the hero, to try and kick that goal at the end, you know, 50 metre goal at 19 years old to, to win, to win the game. Um, ultimately, he, you know, he was, he was just short and he looked, he looked gutted. Um, but I think, you know, fair play to have the, 
the you know the 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 cojones to to step up and have a have a go to to win it for your team. Okay, Tom. So that just about concludes our review of the first game of the season. Apart from the one final segment that we've got, which we'll be introducing as a weekly part of the podcast. Now, as I'm sure all of you know that I've been listening to the podcast for a while or follow us on social media, we also we always encourage you guys to stick behind the boys through thick and thin. Um, and with this in mind, Tom, you have had a genius idea. Well, I think you you may be overegging the cake a little bit, um, but but we always we all, we always talk about thick and thin. Um, you know, over over the you know last four seasons, we've been on 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 a massive roller coaster, as, as we always say. Um, but yeah, I I just thought every week we could, when we get to the end of our discussion and our therapy session, um, we could we could come up with some kind of rating for for how thick or how thin it is. And I have decided to name it the thick to scale. Um, which when I messaged you with the idea, you said that had gone completely over your head. So that's the quality of, of, of <laughs> that's, that's sort of like I have to work with on a weekly basis. Um, but yeah, the thick to scale, so which will range from one, um, which is a very light tremor on the, the Richter scale of, of magnitude. And that'll be when it's about as thin as it can possibly get. And we're all feeling very, very down in the dumps up to, um, up to, to 10 which on this chart for the Richter scale is listed as great. Um, I'm not sure it's great for the people involved, um, but it's certainly um, great in, in magnitude. And that will be, you know, the, the top moments um, and, the, you know, when, it's, when it's, it fills our hearts to be um, uh, a, Bath, a Bath rugby fan. So, yeah, the thick to scale, G. Excellent. Absolutely love it. Yeah, after the explanation, uh, yeah, I, I find it to be extremely good. So, no, it's great. And it's something that we'll be doing every week, as I say, and we'll kind of get you guys to join in every week with where you are on the thicker scale uh, between 1 and 10. So, Tom, as it was your great idea, I'll let you kick it off with the first register on the thicker scale for this season. Where are you after the 2019 defeat to sale? The inaugural earthquake of the the Bath Rugby Plug podcast. So I have rated it a six, um, which is um, let me have a look um, moderate um, and just just sort of tending towards towards strong, um, and it it may cause severe damage in populated areas. Fortunately for the 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 people that turned up, it's the lowest. Um, attendance ground in the Premiership, so not much damage caused by this particular um, this particular quake. But no, in, in all seriousness, yeah, I think six. So as we said, glass half full. Some glimpses of what I think we're hoping to to achieve: Reed, Muir, Ajoma, Schumann, the guys I've got noted down. But ultimately, yeah, discipline cost us, and we probably should have lost by more. So yeah, I'm going for a six um, for that first game of the season, Jay. Mm, yeah I'm actually going for a five but yeah very similar feelings to you I kind of as I as I alluded to earlier I'm not sure I learned a huge amount about this Bath team I, I'm still unsure um, I think it was a, a pretty a relatively poor game in terms of standard of rugby I think there was rust particularly in the first half and, and I thought that continued throughout the second half so I think a lot of TBCs uh, around Bath so I'm going to stick them at a five right in the middle um, and hopefully um you know, the fans on Saturday will be experiencing a much higher register on the thick to scale, not just with the noise that they'll be making, but also with the quality 
of rugby. Great stuff, Tom. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoy reviewing games again with you and hope you enjoyed that. Listeners, uh, obviously subscribe to the podcast, review and follow us on social media at Bath Rugby Plug. A couple of bits of news, Tom, which we're going to try and touch on as quick as we can. Firstly, it was announced tonight, Tuesday, that Richard Carpentier has signed for the rest of the season after a successful loan spell. Uh, well, not loan spell, special tr- special after a trial period with the club. Um, Sevens Player of the Year in 2017, following the footsteps, obviously, of Big Mac and Tries and Will Muir to Bath. Spent time previously at Quinns, Tigers and Worcester. I think unlike the other two, he's going to feature a little bit more in the back five of the scrum, second row and back row. Yeah, I think so. I think he's played most of his 15s rugby at, at flanker um, and plays as a, as a prop in the, in the sevens, in the sevens um, format of the, of the game. And as you say, he's got a little bit more experience of, of playing 15 with, 15s with those clubs um, and is a little bit older. I think he's, I think he's 31 um, but he he impressed in preseason, scored against Cardiff in the preseason game, and you know um, has apparently been 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 killing it in in training. Um, I think, well, listening to the comments that Stuart Hooper made, you know his primary, um, you know, I guess when we will see him most will probably be during the international periods, where obviously we we hope and and expect to to lose Sam Underhill to to England, um, Josh Bayliss to Scotland, um, to Lupi Faletau, to Wales, and possibly Miles Reid to England as well. Um, and, you know, whoever else um, gets, get, get, gets the call up as and when. So I think he'll be kind of cover for those guys and hopefully can, can play kind of across the, the, back row, um, the back row positions a little bit as needed. Yeah, I was actually on BBC Radio Somerset, the scrum uh, program this evening with with Jeff Twentyman and, and Rich Knight who um, runs the Bath Rugby Supporters Facebook page amongst lots of other things and, and he was saying on there that, that he'd been to the game at Cardiff and I know we spoke about only having those short clips but he said that he was hugely impressed with him in that game against Cardiff and I think that was the general read on it so yeah interesting and, and hopefully you know if, if he lives up to, to the billing of the other seven guys that, that have joined then then he will be fantastic um, you spoke there, Tom, about the call-ups, the international call-ups. Eddie Jones, uh, in his infinite wisdom, has announced a 45-man training squad, England training squad, um, for training next week. Um, five Bath players have been included in that squad. So Abano, Stewart, Underhill, Yules and Anthony Watson are the, the five from Bath. So I think no surprises with, with, with the five people called up and, and and there'll be plenty of other discussion about people from other clubs called up George Ford and a notable absentee but I, I don't often complain about batting and call ups and about Eddie Jones but I've got a real gripe with the, the, what is the point of this they're meeting on Sunday next Sunday and they've got three days of training and then they're being released and we've got a week there to prepare for the Bristol game on Friday night. So we're going to be getting our players back. These five, well, Anthony won't be involved anyway, but these four players back on Wednesday. And we've got to play Bristol on Friday night. So they're probably not going to be able to start from, from, from the off in that game. All for a two-day 
meetup for England. It just baffles me the need for this and just completely takes away from 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 the Premiership and, and, and from Bath guys. I, I don't mind when they get called up for the Six Nations. That's all part of it. Ultimately, that's what they're trying to do. But what the hell is the point of this? They they take our players when when they need them and when they've got them they right. they they injure in, them for the rest of the season. They break them exactly. Yeah. It is frustrating and, yeah, I, I like you. We're, we're Bath fans, four England fans. But I, don't, um, I don't mind the call-ups normally, but this training, this training call for two days seems absolutely crazy to me. It's just, there's no point, no point. I'll tell you what else is crazy to me. No Tom Dunn in the England squad. I mean, I was just, I was just, I was, sorry? Yeah. Joe, Jamie, Jamie Balmier, mate. Jamie and Gabriel um, Ogre, uh, yeah, from Wasps. Jeez. No, no. What's, it, what's, Eddie, been, think, what's, Eddie been, what's Eddie been on over the summer? I do think um, I do think there's, you know, I think he's trying to have a look at these players. I think that's that's the whole point of having these. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think it's a, it's not a Six Nations or probably even an Ultimate Nationals kind of squad to be honest. Um, yeah, really frustrated me that one, um, and yeah. I just don't really see the point of it, but I think we'll get into that maybe when we preview the, the Bristol game, Tom, which don't forget we've got tickets to, to that massacre on the 1st of October. Um, Although they lost, they lost. No bonus point. So, so down, by, down, by, down by Christmas, I think a wise man once said. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was nice to see, in particular, Exeter and Bristol losing at the weekend. Um, yeah, that, that that did almost feel like a, those two bath wins, I must admit. I, I, even though... Leicester look, look look excellent and I think we've almost forgotten how much we hate Leicester it was fantastic to see them beat Exeter I'll, I'll never get sick of watching that yeah, um, and, and you, talk, you talk about you know it being a strong league this, this year and all that kind of thing I mean um, Eddie Jones has just made Bath's life a whole lot more difficult by not picking George Ford I mean he's he tore up bits for Leicester um, in, their, in their win against Exeter um, and having him in the side I, I genuinely believe having him over Freddie Burns starting at 10 regularly is probably two or three, four point four places in the league. Um, and that, you know, that makes it very challenging, challenging for us. But um, back in the league one week and we've already got our first, uh, first dig in and yeah, try and try and hit one of those every week for sure. Um, right, Tom, let's, let's move on to the final part of the podcast. And that is the visit of the Newcastle Falcons on Saturday at the rec. If you have got a ticket, I'm sure you're going to have a fantastic time. I'll actually be playing on Saturday. Um, it's the start of my season on Saturday. So, yeah, I don't know how that will go. But obviously, I'll be able to catch up with the game later on Saturday evening or, or on Sunday. So, I think, firstly, we'll, we'll get into the injuries. So, Spencer will be touched on out for, for, for multiple weeks, it looks like, with a hamstring injury. It was also revealed today, Tuesday, that, that Joe Thock and Asiga is going to be out. doesn't need surgery, which... I guess is a good thing, but is going to be out for probably two months. Um, you know, the same knee that he injured, as we mentioned. Yeah. Cipriani is went off with a concussion. So we won't know about that until kind of later in the week as he goes through all the, the different stages. He has to hit certain stages on each day of the week before he's cleared to play, I think, on the Friday. So we'll wait to see on Cipriani. But by the sounds of it, he, he, he seems to be relatively symptom-free and on course to play. So that would be huge. Uh, and by the sounds of it as well, Will Stewart and Rory McConaughey, who missed the 
first weekend, but are, were close, are even closer this weekend, obviously, and I think are in line to play Tom. Uh, Cipriani, I, I think he would be a key, wouldn't he, to, to, to start on, on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's now massive. I mean, we talk about depth in the squad. Um, obviously, Tian Schumann would be the other fly half that would, would naturally kind of fill in um, and um, for, for Danny Cipriani, along with, along with you know, young Orlando Bailey. Um, but also, more widely, guys that have filled in at 10, um, friend of the podcast, Josh Matavesi, can no longer take up the reins and, and help out at, at, 10, at 10. Now he's um, off quarantining in, in, in Japan. And also Cameron Redpath, who's the other guy that's filled in, um, is, is also unavailable, as, as, as we know. So yeah, as we said earlier, really, really hoping that, that Cipriani um, is, is back, not only from, from, you know, from, a, from, a, from an injury and, and kind of squad depth point of view, but I just want to see what he's, what he's got and, and what he can kind of bring to that, that, that Bath squad. So um, massive to see him back, hopefully. Um, just one, one word on, on fucking Seager. I really feel for him. You know, he, he, he worked so hard to get back from that, that knee injury. Um, at times, looked to shadow his, him for his former self last season and I think was starting to make really good progress um, obviously got the call up into the back into the England folds um, for great. those for those matches and, and looked really good in those games. So um, yeah, devastating for him. Um, but hopefully, it's it's it sounds like it's not as serious as last time. So um, so 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 that's good. And then the other two guys you mentioned in terms of the guys coming back in, obviously massive massive names. Um, Will Stewart in in terms of in terms of shoring up that that scrum that tight head side where. We looked a little bit weak in pre-season and last week. And then, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about Rory McConaughey because, um, yeah, we, we all know what he can do. That's, so, yeah, great to have guys back. It does feel like we need it within an episode of, of just praising Rory McConaughey. So we don't feel like we've seen him play much rugby. Uh, and in the first two seasons, that's pretty much all we did. So it looks like we do one. So hopefully we'll, we'll have a reason for that after, after well, maybe, maybe, maybe Maybe we'll have him back on. How about that? Oh yeah. Well, if you yeah, there we go. That's, that's I'll drop. I'll, I'll I'll just drop. I'll drop my WhatsApp in a minute. No worries. <laughs> As for Newcastle, Tom, a, a twenty points to twenty six loss to to Quinns on the opening weekend. I think they had a late penalty there, uh, which earned them that losing bonus point. Um, an interesting team. They look a young team, a very young backline. Um, Adam Radwan, I think, is the star of that backline. No Toby Flood in there mm. anymore. So, so they do look like a, quite a young team. Um, and, and I think they're pretty excited about some of the young guys they have. Four of them, Tom, have been called up into the England squad. So Trevor Davidson, the prop, Jamie Balmere, the hooker, Radwan, who's the wing, and Sheik, who plays number eight. So, you know, just basing it off that, you would guess that the front row is, is an area of strength for them. So, yeah, Tom Dunn, I guess, probably with a point to prove that, 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 that he should be ahead of Balmere in that, in that squad and, and Davidson, who, who only came off the bench on Saturday, he clearly is, is, is being looked at by England. So, so maybe that, that, that's an area that is considered of strength for them. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, looking down their, their, their team from, um, from, from, from last week against Harkins, like you say, and looking at the guys that have, have left. So Toby Flood being, being one guy, Mickey Young, another guy, another ex-Bath veteran who um, on lots of occasions over the last past seasons has been a bit of a, a thorn in our side. To me, this looks like a bit of a, a squad that is in a, in a reset 
kind of season with some young guys in acknowledging that this the season is is ring fenced relegation is ring fenced um and I, yeah obviously there is there's clearly talent there um but with the pedigree that that we've we've got um you know we we really we really need to be putting newcastle away at home um if we have ambition to 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 be top 6 and to improve our position um compared to last season in the league mm. yeah absolutely Absolutely. This, this is a massive, massive week for, for Bath. I, I really hope Cipriani is fit because you say that will then kind of give us an idea of, of where we can go with this attack. And I just hope it kind of ignites on Saturday and mm. we really do see some some fantastic stuff. And, and, and a, and a five-point win, anything but a five-point win, will be massively, massively disappointing and, and a huge blow considering you yeah, yeah. have Bristol the following week and kind of a couple of really tough games following. So... This is a Bristol, huge, yeah. Bristol away, Bristol, Bristol away, Saracens at home, Quinns away. So um, a pretty, a pretty tough running from here. And if if we fall, if we trip up against Newcastle, G, um, you know, with those tough games ahead of us, um, we could get off to a you know a, a, a bit of a shocker. So very important that we bank the first win um, on Saturday. Agreed. Nine point favourites with the bookies, so they fancy us this weekend. But I think. Nobody could have predicted some of the results that we had this weekend. So, so maybe things will settle down or maybe we'll continue to see a bit of a topsy-turvy league. Tom, your prediction then in terms of points or, or, or how many Bath win by or lose by for this game? Yeah, it's clearly, it's very injury dependent. It's very Cipriani dependent, um, I think, in, in terms of the scoreline. But I, 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 think, I think we'll get the win. I, I think we'll do it relatively relatively comfortably so I'll go, I'll go Bath by Bath by score Bath by seven mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think you're about right I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the matchup of of Carl Ferns at number eight for Newcastle maybe matching up against Jakko Kutsir in, in, in his first Bath start that will be a, a a monstrous number eight battle but I, but I think Bath can win this fairly comfortably uh, and I'd like Bath by by sort of ten points um, if we're taking that, that bookie's nine points. Yeah, Bath by about 10 points is where I'd be going. I feel confident about this game. Uh, and I think if you are going to the wreck, as I say, enjoy it. And I think you will see a really good display from 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 Bath. Well, anyway, that's what I'm trying to talk into to existence. Um, Tom, thank you so much for joining me. It's great to be back doing these podcasts um, with you. We are going to try, as I say, to get them out in our usual spot of, of recording Monday evening out Tuesday morning um we can't promise that's going to be every week so so just subscribe in your feeds wherever you get your podcast just hit that subscribe button and you'll get them delivered to you whenever we've been able to record them Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to it it's great to have you guys all back on board it's great to be interacting with you guys on on social media please do get in touch with us at bath rugby plug um subscribe as i say review the podcast and get your thickest Victor scale ratings in for next week ahead of the podcast. Thank you for listening and stick behind the boys through thick and thin.